Welcome to A Cupful with myself, Tereto Mwebi, a safe, honest, and open space that aims to help you navigate healing, growth, and just overall prioritizing your well-being. It is guaranteed to get uncomfortable for sure and very vulnerable, but more than anything else, an opportunity to enjoy the peace that comes with working on yourself. Here's to filling your cup up. Hi community, thank you for joining me in a new week for a new episode of A Cupful. I really appreciate you being here and sharing your time with me. I definitely feel like an expert when it comes to this week's episode, although I probably shouldn't say expert, more like very experienced. This week, I'm talking to the first born daughters hey girls like you i'm a firstborn daughter too and over the last few years of being in my 20s i've had to do a lot of acknowledging and accepting which in turn has allowed me to do the inner work of letting go and working through the trauma guilt fear responsibilities and really heavy expectations that were placed upon me by virtue of being the eldest daughter the work definitely continues and i have over time become more and more accepting and understanding of how heavy the role I had to play as a firstborn daughter has negatively impacted me. I know how difficult it can be to acknowledge, understand, and navigate the realities of being the eldest daughter. There's so much healing to do. More than anything, how important having support is, as well as having your very, very valid feelings validated and getting solid advice, which is why I thought it would be fitting to have this episode so that we can understand what eldest daughter syndrome is, acknowledging it, working through the traumas, as well as guilt that can often feel like you're carrying the weight of the world, creating healthy boundaries and making various other decisions that allow you to put yourself first and learn to exist as your very own person. So what is elder's daughter syndrome according to me and my experiences just a quick disclaimer before i get into this elder's daughter syndrome is not an illness it's the eldest daughter syndrome is just something that was coined to specifically refer to the experiences or the outcome of being an eldest daughter when it comes to personality and characteristics and so forth. So I would describe it as the culmination of the responsibilities, pressures and constant showing up that an eldest daughter has to do. Things such as setting a good example for your younger siblings, working hard and doing well because there is an existing pressure to do so which can definitely turn you into an overachiever having to play the role of your parents when they aren't there needing to be available to do things even when you don't have the time or capacity for them this eventually shapes many um, of an eldest daughter's perspectives responses to many things their personality behavior and even how they make their decisions and based on what. The before mentioned couldn't result in an eldest daughter that is controlling, has a strong guilt complex, a fear of rejection, constantly needing validation and struggling with being kind to themselves. That is what the eldest daughter syndrome is according to me. So that obviously has to do with a lot of my experiences. I know that we all have very different experiences as eldest daughters. These are the things that I experienced along the way and the things that I've had to work on over the last few years as well. So when it comes to acknowledging, I know that we throw the word around like it's something that is easy to do, but in reality, it really isn't. 
acknowledging traumatic and difficult things that have happened and affected us extensively is so, 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 so hard. I know this. Because after acknowledging, there is work to do, which is absolutely terrifying. You don't know what the outcome will be, or you might even not know where you are going to start with figuring things out and seeking help, you know. So I know that acknowledging our pain and our trauma is very, very important, but we have to understand and be kind to ourselves about it, that a process of acknowledging is within itself very difficult. So eldest daughters, please give yourself some time. Take it easy on yourself. There are things that you are probably going to keep uprooting. There is going to be a point where you are just uprooting things and you are trying to navigate the heavy emotions that you feel towards those things. You're just thinking about those experiences and thinking about how much of a negative impact that experience had on you or that expectation had on you or that constant pressure had on you it's it's definitely going to be difficult and you just need to be kind to yourself and please give yourself time as well be patient with yourself that is very 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 important i'm definitely grateful for google and the university experience that came with a lot of resources and conversations to question and explore a lot about myself and my life experiences And that's where my acknowledging came from. And you know, when I look back, it was scary because I did not know what I was supposed to do with the realization that being an eldest daughter really affected me as negatively as I had then figured out that it did. I'd always seen the role that I was playing in my household as a a very big role, a necessary role, an important role. And it was a must for me to do all of the things that I was doing as an eldest daughter but I hadn't really ever quite thought about you know how how much of a negative impact it had on me I didn't allow myself to go there I just figured that this is how it must be and this is how I'm going to keep going at it but I had the opportunity to understand that it's okay it's okay that this role that I was playing was not all that I had made it to be or even it wasn't and I had to do a lot of growing up very quickly which meant that I didn't have as much of an opportunity to be the kid that my siblings had the opportunity to be and it's just taken so much work and taken a lot of time and a lot of processing and again I just want to tell all the eldest daughters that you need to give yourself the time and the grace and just allow yourself to go through those motions and be okay with what you might end up realizing eventually you're going to have to be very accepting of that and just give yourself the time it's not easy things to realize or to to end up saying to yourself I was actually under a lot of pressure as a child and that made me made me feel like I cannot ever fail and that pressure of constantly needing to achieve my best and constantly needing to impress my parents has actually had a very negative impact on me and it has really altered a lot 
of how I treat myself and how I see myself and maybe also your inability right now as an adult to just slow down and give yourself a chance. There isn't anything good about not being able to slow down and give yourself a chance and if you see that that's something that is something that you carried from your childhood as an eldest daughter then there is no harm in looking into it and seeing how you can address it. So this is no easy task, but it's a very doable task, 100%. I was I was saying that my acknowledging came from the internet and my varsity experience. And when I look back, obviously when I was realizing all these things, it was very, very scary because realizing things is scary, especially realizing traumatic, painful things. Because I really, to be honest, didn't know what I was supposed to do with that realization. I had no clue. I felt guilty for seeing the role I played in my house as an eldest daughter, somewhat of a burden, you know, because a lot of things were going through my mind. So I felt like I was burdened. And at an early age, I felt like I was put under pressure a lot. I felt like I had been placed on a very high pedestal that... I needed to play a specific role in a specific way because I have siblings that are looking up to me, you know? So to say to myself, okay, I'm actually realizing that I'm traumatized and I'm kind of afraid to be anything other than what I was required to be, you know, the responsible, mature, calm and nurturing big sister, very, very tolerant you know, very, very yes to everything. Yes, even when I just didn't want to do things. Even when I did not want to do things. And you know what, girl, it was all too much for me. For 21-year-old me to handle, I was overwhelmed. It was just, just one realization after the other. And that was not easy. But I'm really happy that a lot of eldest daughters who are 21 right now in the day of conversations being so very open I'm glad that there is an opportunity to talk about things in safe spaces in friendships you can listen to podcasts you know you can journal and it's not a shameful thing to say I'm I'm very grateful for quickly for how quickly, rather, I found community in my friends that I met in varsity because I was also able to speak to them about a lot of things. There was an opportunity to share my concerns with people that were willing to listen. Sometimes just listen and sometimes offer me some really good advice on how to navigate my feelings and even navigate the conversations that I was, when I eventually got to that point, that I was trying to have with my parents or that I was trying to initiate you know so it's it's so so amazing when there's support around you and eventually when you can be your own really amazing support system I definitely do encourage seeking comfort and support in your fellow girlfriends and if you can afford it go to therapy because speaking to a professional is always a good way to work through your trauma. They are trained and have the expertise and will guide you through which resources and skills you need to navigate working through the traumas of being an eldest daughter. I also definitely recommend journaling 
and listening to podcasts that focus on encouraging their audience to work on healing their trauma and focusing on their growth. Please also give journaling a go. It's a form of expressing yourself and a good way of releasing and also just a good way to see your progress because you can start now and just start at a point where you feel like you're very overwhelmed with everything and then eventually as time goes along you are able to work through a lot of the things that were previously very heavy on your heart and it's a good way to also see just how much work you've put in and how well you're doing and how much you're trying. The biggest and most beautiful outcome of everything from putting in the work to going through and staying through the really difficult days will also be you becoming your own safe space. And like I said, becoming your own support system as well, apart from the other people that you have in your life and the other tools and resources that you have in your life as support. And just being okay with living your life and properly showing up with yourself. Eldest daughters end up feeling very, very guilty about a lot of things, especially when it's time for them to start working on themselves and doing the healing part of things and acknowledging that they are actually with how the role that they had to play as an eldest daughter, just how much of a toll it took on them. And as somebody who has been through those motions I understand that I understand that it's rocky and it's difficult and it's not it's not an easy thing to do and you can end up feeling very very guilty and then that guilt can 100% set you back so I know that there's a lot of guilt that ends up festering because of the role that you played or the role that you continue to play in your family's life and you can end up feeling guilty for saying no you can end up feeling guilty for taking a step back and saying this is not something that I have the time for or the money for you can end up feeling guilty in a moment that you shouldn't be when something that concerns your siblings happen in a moment that you shouldn't be in in a moment that 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 should be carried by your parents you end up these are things that that we need to work through I realized that it is not healthy nor is it nor does it do any good to a young person who is trying to figure themselves out and then who then still has to play this role it's just too much it is just too much you need time and space you are in your 20s there is just so much that is going on as it is and with being able to acknowledge that this is what happened and this is how it happened and this is how it made me feel i know that it can make it very very easy to then start the process of working through those things that were traumatic for you and very exhausting and that was just too hard for you as a kid who had to become a grown-up way before the time that they had to become a grown-up. I also just want to say I've been very, very, very fortunate. I've definitely been really fortunate that over the years I've continued to find safe spaces in my friends. So again, please find safe spaces in your friends. I know that our friends can only do so much for us. That's why I recommended therapy as well. 
but in the way that your friend can support you, whether it is opening their heart for you or just letting you know that you can do this and supporting you in whichever way you need support. If you need someone to give you a lift to the therapist, whichever way that you can find safe spaces in your friends, please do that. In podcasts, I've also found really, really great comfort in my mom because over time our relationship has significantly improved and evolved. I'm able to honestly express myself without being gaslit or manipulated into believing that I'm completely out of my mind for saying how I feel about things and for specifically in reference to being an eldest daughter, I'm always met with love love and respect. And this has taken a lot of time and patience and putting in the work, healing and being intentional from both of us. So it wasn't one-sided. It has always been something that we have made sure to put an effort in together and try our best, even as completely different people with different understanding of things and different experiences. It's something that has required effort and time from both of us. I also want to emphasize that it takes a lot of time and work to forgive parents or a parent for their shortcomings. As the people or person who are meant or who were meant to protect you and properly guide you, it is very difficult. And I just want to reassure the eldest daughters that are feeling like it's something that is impossible or it's taking a lot of time or it's not something that they can necessarily see themselves doing right now. Because of it's just very hard to let go of certain things. I understand. I really do get it. And you need to take things at your own pace, one step at a time, because these are your experiences and no one can take away from how much they hurt you. So it takes time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Like I said, it took time and effort and patience from both my mom and I. It is definitely something that you you must approach with an open mind and heart. And by that, I mean trying really hard to understand that your parents probably had their own unresolved trauma that they were carrying and struggling through, that they did not know any better. Chances are that they were raised in really different times with no understanding of the concept of the emotional and mental support they have to provide or had to provide, but they also probably didn't understand the severity of the choices or lack thereof that they made on behalf of their children. It took forever for me to even consider this perspective, but I eventually did along the way. I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to speak to my mom. And of course, in the beginning, it was a new thing. So having conversations about things would take a while for them to go as far and as into everything as they did. So I know it's not the same for everyone, but having the opportunity to speak to my mom, and then fortunately for me, having different kinds of resources and tools that were supporting me along the way in understanding and processing and working through the traumatic things that I experienced as an eldest daughter, that was very, 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 very helpful for me. And of course, my mom did her own work which I'm also really grateful for because it contributed to the improvement of our relationship. So I just, I know a lot goes into this. A lot goes into this to uproot a lot. 
requires the patience and the time and the effort and you putting in a lot of effort to be able to see something and want to work on it so that it's not something that negatively impacts you anymore. Another good place to walk through or work on, as I've previously mentioned, has worked for me or it it, it was definitely beneficial for me, um, if that door is open for you, is to speak to your parents about how being an eldest daughter that has constantly had to live up to your parents' standards and being the deputy parent has affected your well-being over time. So talking, if that door is open, talking to your parents, please do it. If it is possible, please do it. Be honest and make them aware that there are expectations you will no longer be able to meet. It's definitely, definitely going to be difficult at first. You are going to feel guilty and might even want to go back on your word, especially if it involves money and your time. But if you cannot afford to help your parents build their house or help them pay for your siblings' school fees, then you cannot. Please don't forget that your role as an eldest daughter is not your life's work. It isn't going to be your legacy. It is not a job. You, like your siblings, are a child in your parents' household. You also deserve to get your life started and to figure yourself out outside of the high pedestal you have been placed on and the constant pressure you have been under to achieve and never disappoint your parents. So please, for all my eldest daughters who, like me, grew up in an African household, I know everything I've mentioned is no easy task to carry out. You will probably be met with a lot of resistance Perhaps even some gaslighting and attempts at manipulation, as well as a lot of guilt. But you've got to stand your ground. You've got to work on saying, this is what I am saying to you. And I'm not going to go back on it just because it's because of it's uncomfortable. Remember that this is a bit of a shock to your parent system. It's, it's, not, it's not something that's been happening for forever. So... They need to adjust. If they do, then that's great. And if they don't, then that's not something that you can help them with. Um, And, you know, if you have never challenged anything that your parents claimed you needed to be as an elder sibling, and now you're doing it in your adulthood, of course it's going to be something that they battle with. And don't take it personally. You know, just focus on setting those boundaries and sticking to them. I also think that moving out of home can be a very good way to gain your independence and freedom. And of course, it would be ideal to have been able to resolve any issues that you have with your parents. So that's why I'm encouraging initiating those conversations. If you're going to leave, if you're going to say to your parents, I'm ready to start my life in my own space and I'm very much at peace with it and I'm comfortable with it and I'm just letting you guys know, do that. Do that. Please do that. Please, if you can, move out and go and find your feet in your own space, in your own way. If your parents are very resistant to conversation, because obviously we don't all come from the same household, if they're resistant to conversation and hearing you, then you will most likely have to just take action. Sometimes that's really required. You just got to do it, okay? You just got to move. If you have tried to initiate conversations, if you have tried to speak your mind, and you are met with resistance, then 
girl, just show them your boundaries. When they have an expectation that you will fulfill a specific task and you can no longer do so and you have explicitly stated this, that you are not going to be able to fulfill it anymore, say no and don't participate in any further arguments about it. Because making room for an argument or wanting to participate in an argument or thinking that you need to participate in an argument, especially if it's not a conversation where perhaps they are just saying that, oh, okay, this is going to be a difficult adjustment to make, but we are just going to have to figure it out or this is new, but we're just going to have to figure it out. If it's not that and it's like a, it's turning into an argument and you are going to participate in those arguments, I think it doesn't necessarily affirm the boundary that you've set. You're kind of making it seem like there is room to have conversation about your no. There is an opportunity to change your mind about your no. I'm going to say it again. Eldest daughters, I know how it feels to have to stand your ground for the first time and have to stand your ground firmly, especially when that kind of culture was not created for you in your household. When you were the kind of eldest daughter that was told to do something and you had to do it. If you didn't do it, no matter what it was, then you were being disobedient. And just don't make any room for that. Don't make, don't participate in a conversation, especially because if you know your parents well enough, if you know that your parents are just not the kind of people that are willing to listen and they are very resistant to you standing your ground, then please don't leave any room for it to turn into an argument that will then turn into manipulating you and gaslighting. You've said a boundary, you've said no, and that's it. There's nothing else that needs to be spoken about. You're not going to change your mind. You have said no. And you're not swearing at anyone and you're not going off at anyone. You very politely and very explicitly said no. If home becomes a toxic and uncomfortable space, because of the friction that has come from being action-orientated in your assertiveness, you will probably have to move out. And if that is the route that will allow you to continue working on healing and you can afford it, then please do it. I've realized that staying in an unhealthy environment, outside of your home environment, work, friendship, anything that is an unhealthy environment where you spend your time in and can end up affecting you, it can really, really, really do a number on your mental health and your overall well-being. So if you can find your own space and continue your healing there, do not hesitate. I know that it is something you can definitely end up feeling guilty about because it might feel like you're abandoning your siblings slash children, but girl, you have to look out for yourself. It isn't selfish. It isn't inconsiderate. It's you choosing to put yourself first and most importantly, protect yourself from moments or situations that will most likely set you back. Also, don't ponder on that guilt. Don't sit on it. Don't toy around with it. You know, don't put it so deep in your heart that you end up not being able to make the necessary movement or the necessary decisions that are going to help you get to the place that you're trying to get to, you know, help you get to that place of healing and growing into yourself and just figuring yourself out. For the eldest daughters that cannot afford to leave and are faced with a toxic living environment, I say set as much time aside for yourself. I know it's not ideal to not be able to leave, but unfortunately the economy is not on anyone's side at the moment. It's difficult to navigate today, now, this this year has been tough 
for everyone. So I understand that it's, it might, it might not be an ideal thing, but if you don't have the money to move out because that's expensive, then please set as much time for yourself as you possibly can. It's your time. It does not belong to anyone else. Of course, I'm not saying don't be there for your siblings when they need you and don't cut yourself off from being your parent's child. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that because a lot of your time was dedicated to being the eldest daughter and doing everything else for everyone else, it is definitely time that you put as much time aside for yourself. Ask friends if you can visit them and go and find excursions. Do some solo activities. If you have a partner, ask them if you can stay over for some time and if you can also spend the time doing more fun stuff. You can also find ways to do things on a budget. You don't always have to be spending a lot of money. And if you don't always have a lot of money to spend, you can just do nice things, nice relaxing things on a budget. Just make sure to maintain those boundaries with your family. If you've said you're not going to be there for the weekend or you're not going to be there for the next five days, then you're not. And you are not asking for the permission either. You are just saying that. And you you know you do not have to agree to do the things that you don't have the time, money and capacity to do anymore. You don't. As I've said before, set those boundaries and make them clear. And don't leave any room for somebody to tell you that you're ungrateful. Or they will probably say that it's possible you know because like I said it's just such a new thing it's different for some parents it might be a new thing forever and they might just call you ungrateful forever for some parents it will be a new thing for a while and they will eventually then adjust to it but you are probably going to be called ungrateful and you are probably going to have other things other words thrown at you jabs as long as you aren't having knives thrown at you and cups thrown at you and also as long as those words are not so piercing that it is killing you mentally then it's stuff that that's gonna pass it really is in the meantime when you can't move out just spend as much time as you can doing the relaxing things giving yourself a lot of time giving yourself a lot of space that is really what you need to be focusing on you are not responsible for making everyone happy in this case your parents and your siblings it's okay to disappoint them it's okay to want more than making them happy and i think it also encourages a healthy connection and a healthy relationship between you and your family your connections are not always based on you being able to give them money or you being able to look after your siblings or you being able to fulfill whichever task you need to fulfill. The relationships become very real. The connections become very real. You get to know each other, get to know what you like, what you appreciate from other people and from yourself. And then between you and other people, you get to know them. It just stops being fickle and it stops being about what you can do for your family. And it just starts becoming more about who you are. And that obviously will also happen when you give this yourself the time and the space to heal and grow and learn things about yourself as well. I really want you as an eldest daughter, please, you've got to learn to be patient with yourself more than anything else. Just know that some days are going to be challenging and even lonely because you are trying to work on healing and figuring yourself out and trying to understand what it is you want to do with your time and peace of mind. You will feel overwhelmed and sometimes very over it, but you've got to keep trying, you know. 
one day at a time, one step at a time, showing yourself as much grace as you possibly can. I really also want to say to you, invest a lot of time in doing things that help you to get closer to yourself. Things that will help you form a healthier connection with yourself and others. It might be exercising, eating better, taking work, walks, taking walks, journaling, going on dates with yourself, investing in a course of your interests. Spend time healing your inner child that never had a chance to be a child. Get on a merry-go-round. Run through the sprinkler in a costume. Play skipping rope. Buy yourself a teddy bear. Walk around barefoot. Pack yourself a lunch in your Bratz or Barbie lunchbox. Work on forming your own beliefs and ideas. Read books if that's something you're into. Get onto Google. Engage in conversation with other people. Sometimes spend time doing nothing. Because you spent a lot of time doing things that you may have not wanted to do in the first place. You know, living up to expectations, all this pressure, and you were just trying to stay busy all the time and trying to achieve, be, you know, just trying to do, get somewhere, always busy. So now, now it's your turn to spend time doing the things that you actually want to do. Commit to becoming the healed, at peace, and happiest version of you. Let your siblings be too. Just leave them be. There's a 10 and 12 year age gap between myself and my siblings. And if there's one thing I used to struggle with, it's definitely this, just leaving them be. I spent so much time taking care of them when they were little. And even the more recent years of their teenagehood, that I've always been more like a mom to them than a sister. And that's how they perceived me, which was evident in how not chill they could be in my presence. I've also reached a point where that's the only person I knew to be, their deputy parent. So I've had to really work on fostering a sibling relationship with them. Has it been challenging because of the age gap between me and them, as well as that I've always assumed this very mature, strict role. Very much, yes, definitely. But am I figuring it out? Most definitely. And more than anything, I've learned to release and really focus on being their sister, and that's it, because that's who they need. They need their sister. And they're growing up, you know, and they're reaching those stages where they need to talk about so many different, important and intimate things. So if I'm going to have that mom approach or I'm going to carry that momness with me, then they probably won't want to talk to me about anything. But it's so much easier now and it's better and I'm getting to know them. I previously mentioned the genuine connections that you are able to end up forming with your family I'm getting to know them in a very different way. I'm connecting with them in terms of the things that they enjoy doing, their interests, the things that they enjoy eating, the places that they like going to, the kind of music they listen to, the kind of clothes that they get into. My sister has recently started exploring with makeup and that's my thing. So that's another way that we connect. So step back. You don't have a child. If you don't, and I'm talking to the eldest daughters that if you don't have a child, if you are childless, please think of things that way from now on, that you are childless, but you do have siblings. So let that be, let that process happen as it should. Your parents, they will be fine. Okay. Through the sulking, because you said you cannot afford to help them financially anymore. Through the trying to dictate your every movement and perhaps being met with you saying, I'm going out and I'm not asking for permission. It's definitely going to be a shock to their system and they will most likely try and resist that. Or even if it's calling them out on trying to enforce and project their beliefs onto you when you evidently have different ones. Definitely might experience manipulation and gaslighting. Again, please try to not take it too personally and remember that they are allowed to have their opinions and thoughts, but you are not forced to implement them in your life. You don't have to do that. And like I said, if what they say to you is not 
not so piercing that it is getting to your mental well-being and just your overall well-being then just ignore it don't pay it any attention don't give them the time of day i know when parents aren't used to something they often want to either back you into a corner and get you to agree with them or to change your mind they either want to do that or they want to scream and shout they could be trying to back you in a corner by talking to you in a normal tone or they're going to want to shout and make you seem ungrateful and make you seem like you are being ridiculous for wanting your own space and your own time especially for the eldest daughters you'll be fine they'll get over it they really will Remind yourself that you're doing this for that kid in you that needs to be healed and the grown-up that is looking to take better care of their well-being and prioritizing their growth. This is not about them. It's not about your parents, it's not about your siblings, it's about you for one. Be okay with that. This is definitely a good place to end this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. You can stream a couple on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can also find the A Cupful page on Instagram. The handle is at a underscore cupful you are going to be able to access all of the week's posts and any other important information you're also more than welcome to share your thoughts via dm or in the comment section of this week's post please do give the page a follow i would highly highly appreciate that have a beautiful remainder of this week work when you need to rest when you need to value your time and yourself And don't forget to keep doing the things that fill your cup up.